Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Well, hello there and welcome to a very special edition of Making Kayfabe, the fantasy booking podcast where two writers reimagine an array of wrestling's past. My name is Bryce, I'm joined by my co-host Dylan and hey, this episode goes out on December 28th, so Merry Christmas everybody. We brought you a super special, super festive booking on Santa Claus over the weekend and what is traditionally eaten at Christmas time? That's right, turkeys. So today it just makes sense to fancy book the gobbledygooker with a twist, but we'll get into that twist later. Um, full disclosure, we were originally planning on having this particular episode in season six, but due to a bit of research, and we decided to we decided to not feature the person we were originally booking this week. Uh, there aren't many situations that would lead to us booking the gobbledygooker, but yeah, we saw. Uh, a lot of shit we didn't agree with in the relation to the guy we were going to book, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of leave that there. Gobbledygooker's way better anyway. Our subscribers on the Sexy Awesome tier on Patreon will already know that we book a damn good Gobbledygooker. Um, amazingly, this is going to be our second Gobbledygooker booking um, like, this month. Week. Yeah, this, this week, yeah, basically. <laughs> oh boy, we love him. We love him. Yeah, if you count that one Patreon episode, then yeah, like, I'm... I'm Dylan, how are you, and are you excited about our second day for a gobbledygooker fantasy booking? Yes, I didn't imagine when we started the show that we would put so much time and effort into the gobbledygooker, but here we are. In such a short um, space of time as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of time and a little bit of time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, one question earlier. Earlier you said, did you say super festive or super fastest? Super fastest, yeah. yeah super fastest. Super fastest, the one who fought Grid Paruti. Yes, yeah. Famous. Okay. Again, yeah. that episode is on our Patreon page too. <laughs> it, is, it is, indeed, you're right. So this whole episode is just basically a callback to it's a massive our, plug. Yeah. our Patreon page. <laughs> if you're familiar with our Patreon page, thank you very much. And if you're not familiar with it, you should check it out. Because that that way, the great Paruti and the gobbledygooker as some kind of Jesus-like creature will all make <laughs> sense. <laughs> Uh, it, it was your book and then Gobbledygooker literally inspired me to do this today, but I've got a question for you. Is is um Now that we have covered the Gobbledygooker twice now, is Gobbledygooker your favourite turkey-based wrestling gimmick, or are there others? Uh, oh, are we going to try to do turkey puns now? Let me see. What wrestlers would be good as turkey pun? This is tricky. I wish I had more time to think about it. I'm going to... Th- okay. You're going to tell me this rebooking, and all the way through the rebooking, all I'm going to think about is trying to work puns regarding turkeys. I'm going to be honest, I can't think of any myself, so I don't even know why I brought that up. But I feel like uh, we can do it, though. There's got to be some kind of turkey bun in there, right? Uh, there must be. Well, by the end of the episode, I'll get something. You'll get a great pun by the end of the episode. That's something to look forward to, folks. I will, but I'll tell you what. I will get a pun by the end of the episode. You'll get a pun. It's not going to be a good pun. It, it'll be a pun, yeah. 
But anyway, folks, so yeah, our, our, our community have had a lot to say about the gobbledygookers. So let's just quickly go and check in with them and see what they're saying about the greatest turkey-based wrestling gimmick of all time. Alright, so on our Twitter page at Making Kayfabe, we asked people to give us give us their thoughts on the, the greatest wrestling turkey gimmick of all time and uh, boy, boy did they. So first off, we've got Andy O'Neill who says, yeah. um, you know, in relation to the Survivor Series in 1990, it's his earliest memory of the WWF. This bit always got skipped as it ruined a really good show. What do you, what do you mean get skipped? What do you mean ruined? Yeah, yeah like, what are you talking about? Andy, come on. What do you mean a really good show? A Hulk Hogan and Undertaker? What the fuck else is going to happen on that show? Nothing. Yeah. How many other shows do you see a giant turkey? Yeah. I have a pun, by the way. You ready? Already? Oh, wow. Yeah. So now <laughs> I don't have to... One segment. Now I don't even have to worry about it for the rest of the show. Go this for is it. A call... This is a callback to last week, I believe. Hmm. Sylvester Turkey. <laughs> Sylvester easy. Turkey. It was an easy one. That was the easy one, actually. Yeah, I like it. So now, I, now I can take the rest of the night off. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I'll take it from here, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, come on, man. Survivor Series, nobody remembers not the, the thing people remember the most about Survivor Series is Gobbledygooker. That's it, yeah. He, he, they just done the 30 year celebration of the Gobbledygooker last year, right? If I remember, right. remember correctly, yeah. So, yeah, we talked we talk about this former 24 yeah. 7 champion. Yeah, former 24 7 champion. Um, he you came know, back on the 30th anniversary. And won he, a belt. He won, he won a belt. What, what the fuck did the Undertaker do? Left Nothing. the shoes in the ring? Bullshit. Yeah, Pick fucking, your shoes up, you piece yeah. of shit. Forgets his shoes, fucking clearly your, drunk. I don't like, want your goddamn shoes. Who wants your shoes? Fucking hell, yeah. But but the gobbledygooker winning the, a title belt? Like, that's amazing. That's it. That's alongside it. such other prestigious champions as, I don't know, R-Truth 87 times. And I was going to say, R-Truth and R-Truth and R-Truth. I think Santa Claus, which makes, makes this a very seasonal episode. Oh, that's right. Santa Claus did win it. You're absolutely right. So there you go. Yeah. There not you go. the not the evil Santa Claus. No, the the, the good and proper Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes. Regular Santa Claus. Part time blank says a bit of a shame. This is from what I remember Hector Guerrero's only appearances for WWF. So much could have been done with that talent. It was a was a gobbledygooker. It's a gobbledygooker. Yeah. Hector Guerrero was a gobbledygooker. You think it's some guy dressed up? It's a gobbledygooker. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Wasn't that wasn't a costume. That no, was, that was a real, that was a legit giant turkey. It was a gobbledygooker, yeah. It was a gobbledygooker, yeah. Hard to believe about that. Uh, I don't know much about Hector Guerrero. Um, you know, obviously, um, brother of Eddie, but um, we'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, I, I can't say I've ever seen like a Hector Guerrero match, have you? No, but I don't know. Well, have you seen a gobbledygooker right. match? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know why we're, you know, talking about Hector Guerrero because this is about the gobbledygooker. Exactly, yeah. The two just don't have any, any shared history I mean, at all, if right? If you want us to talk about the Guerreros, we'll happily do that. That's it. We'll reboot Kyoto Guerrero next week, so... Um, yeah. Oh, you're putting shit on me now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, the, the comments get a bit more positive. Andy McEwen simply says, uh, in relation to us booking the Cooker, he says, now we're talking. <laughs> yep. So you're fucking... You're Adam Coles, you're Keith Lees, you're fucking Viscera's like, ah... Put them in the bin. It's all about the giant turkey. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty. I mean, we made fun of the WWE for a long time, but it turns out they were right. Hmm. Mm. Nobody cares about wrestling, but they do care about big turkeys. Which hatch from? A golden egg. A golden egg. Exactly. Was it even gold? I don't think so. It was just an egg. It was just, just an a egg. giant. Big egg. Yeah. 
Uh, Tyler Mortimer says, underrated, ahead of its time comedy gimmick that could have achieved legendary Tiger Mask-like status. Comedy gimmick? Yeah, what's, what's, what is, what's funny about it? Com- it's com- deadly com- serious. Deadly serious you gimmick. Think it's, somebody thinks it's Hector Guerrero in a turkey costume. Somebody thinks this is like all for laughs. Somebody thinks this is the worst part of that show. What I- show are these people watching? What is going on here? That's I mean, insane. Are they watching yeah. the same gobbledygooker that we saw? Former 24-7 champion gobbledygooker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, t- Tiger Mask-like status, I, mean, I would actually enjoy. You know how you get Tiger Mask, like, one, two, three, four, five? Yeah. Imagine today if we had, like, gobbledygooker six running around. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Turkey Mask. Turkey Turkey Mask, yeah. Is that, is, is that kind as one? Is that kind as a as one of no. the puns? No? No. Right. no. You just, like, change the, 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 the animal. and. Yeah, but it begins up. with T. Tiger mask, okay, turkey mask. But I mean I could say toast mask. I'd watch that. <laughs> it's the you mask would... is like toast. <laughs> yeah. Toastman? Part of Toastman. When he's busted open, he bleeds jam. Yeah. See? <laughs> you might want to rethink your wrestling gimmick, my friend. Yeah, exactly. But hey, that, that was the comments from the listeners. And uh, yeah, if you want to get involved in the episodes, you want to get a quick shout out on, on the episodes that we do, then just head over to our Instagram page, our Twitter page, at Making Kayfabe on a Wednesday night. We usually have a little wee thing up there for you to reply to. So, but anyway, that that's enough of that. So um, should we um, do a little bit of catch up on all things gobbledy? Yes, please tell me the log and story history of the Gobbledygooker. Okay, well, we'll, we'll make, make sure you're comfortable, because this is going to be a long one. So let's do it. Let's catch up on the Gobbledygooker. So um, how do you recap the Gobbledygooker? I mean, he's fairly infamous. Um, I think most people who listen to the show will be very aware of him, uh, despite the fact that he technically debuted in 1990. The story of the Gobbledygooker is this. So towards the latter half of 1990, the WWF were hyping up a massive egg on their shows leading up to Survivor Series. And now, Featuring an, an, an egg on TV is maybe a little bit questionable to audiences in 2021, uh, based on what we're seeing on TV right now. But this egg genuinely had a lot of intrigue surrounding it, and people were curious, you know, what's in the egg? You don't think people were curious about the $100 million Cleopatra egg? I was curious. I'm like, what are they going to do here? Are they going to do a good storyline? And then turns out, once again, I was incorrect. They get I don't me every time. That, they get I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say to that. Just, yeah. <laughs> You're not a fan of the $100 million Cleopatra egg? It's probably the best character on Raw right now. If a zombie came out of that egg, you'd be happy. I'd be all fucking over it. You, you yeah. know me. I love my zombies. But yeah, yeah just, just the egg itself. I mean, why would a zombie be It needs be more. Exactly. It, it yeah. needs more pizzazz. Just yeah. an egg? That's nothing. It needs to if the, if yeah. it needs to do a dance. It needs more pizzombie, if you know what I mean. It yeah. needs to have a gimmick where it copies everybody else's gimmicks. That's yeah. pure money. Have the egg pretend to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then we'll put the belt on him. And then, you know, the egg stands to be happy. And exactly. That's it. Um, so we get to Survivor Series and Mean Gene is on the microphone, hyping up that the egg is probably going to hatch tonight. And he's standing in front of this like giant egg, which has cracks in it, guessing what could possibly be in this thing. Could it be a dinosaur? Could it be a rabbit? Um, rabbits famously hatch from eggs of course but it finally gets to the right time to reveal what's in the egg the egg blasts apart and there's like this 
giant, colourful turkey fella who appeared from the inside. And the crowd booed. They booed so loudly immediately when their eyes fell on this giant turkey. Despite the boos, Roddy Piper on commentary said that the cooker had won the hearts of the fans and Gorilla Monsoon described it as a big smash. Mean Gene then went to interview the turkey, who of course goes by the name the Gobbledygooker, but it wasn't a very good interview because the cooker couldn't speak, so he used sign language to communicate. And then they danced for a little while, the crowd hated it, and that was basically it. But, I mean, peeling back the the kayfabe sleeve here, you know, the, the guy under the Gobbledygooker outfit was none other than Hector Guerrero, brother of Eddie Guerrero, brother to Chavo Sr., uncle to Chavo Jr., and Actually, you might find this interesting, Dylan, because I found an article online um, where Hector Guerrero is actually defending the gimmick uh, in an interview, kind of firing back at the negativity it got. And, like, I think the guy's actually got a point. Like, have, have a listen to what he has to say, because I think this could be it's quite an interesting thing to put in the catch up. So, here's what Hector had to say about the gimmick The gobbledygooker was a good thing, and the author of that idea deserves to be left alone. That was meant for kids. Not for the media, not for the adults that booed it, jeered it, and made it what it was by saying it was one of the worst gimmicks ever. (laughs) It wasn't meant for you critics out there. It was for the children. And if you can remember that, I think you'll take back every word you've said. I feel pretty strongly about that. And, like, fair play. I mean, (laughs) that swayed me a little bit. I mean, it it was clearly designed to be a fun thing for the kids to laugh at. This big colourful turkey dancing with mean Gene Okerlund, like, you know, those comments legitimately swayed me a little bit in the gimmick because he's got a point, man. I mean, people need to remember that kids make up a big portion of the WWF's audience and Mm -hmm. it can't all be blood feuds and intense matches the whole time. You know, sometimes you got to have a little bit of fun, so why not do it in the form of a gigantic turkey? Yeah, exactly. Have have some fun, you know? What's wrong with five minutes of fun? You've got the fucking Undertaker in the show. You got Hulk Hogan in the show. Like just five minutes of fun with a fucking turkey. Yeah, because yeah, when Hulk Hogan's on, there's no more fun. Yes, yeah, so that's where the fun stops. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the five minutes of the Gobble Googer because the shit's not going to get any better. Exactly. Anyway, since 1990, the Gooker has appeared sporadically on WWE television. His next appearance was 11 years later at WrestleMania X7, where he was in the gimmick battle royale and yes. got eliminated. Eliminated by any guesses? Jim Cornette. Tugboat. <laughs> Big Tuggers. Yeah. We did a Tumbola on Tugboat once, right? Uh, yeah, t- we've definitely mentioned Tugboat a couple of times. Oh, man, I wish I knew what the Tumbola was. This is like going back a few seasons now, but ah, hey ho. Uh, and and these days, since like two, wasn't it like he's got his own TV show. I don't know. Um, but th- these days, since like two thousand and eight, he's basically appeared as like a cheap pop in segments around the Thanksgiving time of year, and most recently at the twenty twenty Survivor Series, which was marketed as the thirty year celebration of the Gobbledygooker. The Gooker actually won the twenty four seven championship by rolling up our truth, and then he lost it to Akira Tozawa, ending his only title reign in the WWE. And the final time God the Cooker was seen on screen, and this might um, interest you, Dylan, as of this recording in December 2021, was on an episode of Main Event during a Miz TV segment where the poor turkey got beaten down by top heel faction Retribution. He got double chokeslammed by Mason T-Bar, and that was it. That was the end of the God the Cooker. 
I don't remember this. I, I obviously yeah. don't I remember this because it was an episode of Miz TV, so I would say it wasn't paying And it was on main event as well. Like, you know, you, you quite regularly watch main event, right? Well, I have to if I want to watch Retribution. Well, yeah, exactly. Good point, yeah. <laughs> and Gobbledygooker, apparently, so. Yeah, um, well, God damn The one time I missed main event, God damn it. God damn it. Has, has to be the episode with the Gobbledy on it, but. Ridiculous. But hey, what, what if. What if the Gobbledygooker got released due to budget cuts this year? You know, what, what if. After 30 plus years, he was no longer WWE's property and so had to fend for himself on the independent circuit. Well, I guess we're about to find out because I'm going to imagine how that all plays out right now. Let's make the gobbledygooker extreme. All right, so here's how we're going to do this. So sometime in the middle of the year 2021, a mysterious account is going to open on Twitter. And it doesn't get noticed at first because it doesn't actually follow anybody. But over the weeks and months, it's going to start following independent promotions around the US. And soon enough, these promotions are going to, going to start noticing that they've been followed by a Twitter account at Gobbledy2021. And there's nothing on this Twitter account other than its profile picture, which is just a standard Twitter egg and a countdown. And this, this countdown has been going for months. You know, it started at 100 a couple of months back. And as it counts down from 100, it's going to start tagging promotions in every tweet. So, you know, for 88, it tags Ring of Honor. For 65, it tags Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. For 43, it tags the NWA. 27, MLW. 12, Ohio Valley Wrestling. All the way up to number one in the countdown, where the account tags all of the promotions it's mentioned so far. With the message, you don't want to miss what's happening tomorrow. Now the Twitter account is verified. Its profile picture is changed to what is clearly a wrestler known to wrestling fans all over the world, the gobbledygooker. And at this stage, there's going to be a lot of hype because this clearly isn't just some troll fan account. This is a verified Twitter account. It's got the blue tick, so it's legit. And it has a recent photo of the gobbledygooker. What could this mean? You know, all eyes are on at Gobbledy 2021. And so the day finally comes and the countdown is at zero at last. And the Twitter account mentioned posts a tweet with a video attached. And the video is unbelievably the gobbledygooker. In full costume, the yellow beak, the white googly eyes, the red and brown wings. He's standing in a field in the dead of night, mist in the air as he's staring directly at the camera. And as the camera watches him, he moves his hands in varying patterns with subtitles appearing in the bottom of the screen. He's speaking sign language. And he says, the subtitles say, My reputation in the world of wrestling is not ideal. If I could rewrite the last 30 years, I would. But I'm aware that I cannot change the past. However, I can change the future and fight for my species. Gobble, gobble. For centuries, turkeys have been victims of American families, and I find it sickening. I find it humiliating. All of my ancestors slaughtered for only pleasure. It's time for turkeys to take a stand this year and show that there will be no turkey on the table for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for any of the standard American family celebrations. It ends now. Gobble, gobble. 
I can't make every American family suffer for what they've done to my species, but I know how I personally can at least make a dent. And to do so, I need to step back into that very ring which has eluded me most of my life. I need to make them suffer between the ropes. Gobble, gobble. So this is my message to the United States Wrestling Promotions. If you're looking for someone to work through your roster's pecking order, then look no further than me. The gobbledygooker, the perky turkey, is available for bookings from today onwards. Gobble, gobble. And as the promo lands, Gobbledy's going to start fielding calls. And before you know it, the gobbledygooker is getting booked all over the United States. But get this, he's no longer wrestling like a comedy character anymore. He is a legitimate fucking threat. The gobbledygooker is going out there several nights a week wrestling 20-minute matches against the top names on the indie scene. We start seeing gobbledygooker versus Daniel Garcia, gobbledygooker versus Karen Noir, gobbledygooker versus Chris Dickinson, gobbledygooker versus Minoru Suzuki whenever he comes over for a run of shows in America. We're seeing top matches from the gobbledygooker. This turkey is on one hell of a run. He competes in the Battle of Los Angeles tournament in PWG. He's right there wrestling on NWA TV against guys like Trevor Murdoch and Aaron Stevens. He appears at Ring of Honor's final battle. He's even an unexpected entry into one of AEW's Casino Battle Royale at some point. The gobbledygooker is everywhere. And all of a sudden, the gobbledygooker is making a gigantic impact on the world of professional wrestling after basically being dormant for so many years. And it's just perplexing so many fans. And while he's appearing in all these promotions too, the gobbledygooker is going to be active on Twitter. And by this point, he's going to have racked up a fair number of wins. Certainly more wins than he ever racked up in his 30-plus year career previously. So he's going to brag about it. And every time he beats somebody, he would tweet out, you know, for example, Daniel Garcia was carved by the turkey. Hashtag gobble gobble. But with all these wins, the gobbledygooker is going to start getting cocky. And let me tell you, dude, there is nothing worse than a cocky turkey. Soon enough, he's going to start calling people out. Tagging wrestlers in tweets who he hasn't faced yet and talking shit about them. And this wasn't getting in much trouble because most wrestlers either didn't acknowledge or didn't respond to the turkey's tweets. That is until Gobbledy messes with the wrong guy. That is, until Gobbledy tweets Nick Gage. Nick Gage, one of the biggest names in modern day indie wrestling. Nick Gage, deathmatch wrestler. Nick Gage, cult figure. And yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't know Nick Gage, there's a whole Dark Side of the Ring episode on him. He's the guy who wrestled David Arquette and basically sliced his fucking throat open. Uh, he loves deathmatch wrestling. There's not many Nick Gage matches where you'll see that he isn't throwing people into thumbtacks or through glass or through burning tables. His signature weapon is the pizza cutter, which he uses to slice people's heads open. He's fucking insane. He's fucking scary, and I love him, but the general opinion in the wrestling world is that you do not want to fuck with him. Anyway, so Gobbledygooker fucks with Nick Gage, and he tweets Sham, and Nick Gage basically immediately tweets him right back with something like, Come to Game Changer Wrestling, motherfucker. And in reply to that, Gobbledy says, Maybe I will. And the next day, on the Game Changer Wrestling Twitter page, we see the official announcement, Gobbledygooker is coming to GCW. 
Now, Nick Gage being GCW's biggest name, he already has a match in the card. He's actually the champion at the moment, so Gobbledygooker is booked against somebody else, but Gobbledygooker and Gage are going to be under the same roof, so surely shit is about to get nuclear. So we get to the GCW show, and in the opening match, the Gobbledygooker faces an awesome wrestler named Effie, who deserves way more love than he's getting right now. But yeah, in the match, we see the potential for Gobbledygooker, um, you know, getting extreme. In this match, the Gobbledygooker is seen using chair shots. He puts Effie through a table, maybe a suplex onto the floor, you know, the more kind of um, vanilla side of extreme wrestling, if there is such a thing. No blood or anything yet, just the stuff that you see in a lot of wrestling companies. But yeah, he defeats Effie and gets a notch on his GCW bedpost. And in the main event, Nick Gage is defending his GCW Heavyweight Championship against, oh, I don't know, AJ Gray. Gage wins the match by power driving him through six thumbtack cover tables or some shit on fire. Um, but after the match ends, the gobbledygooker comes out to confront Nick Gage. And this is the real shit now. So Nick Gage holds his championship in the air, high above Gobbledy's head, and Gobbledy headbutts Nick Gage, sending the two into a massive arena-wide brawl. And they're going to fight through the crowd, throwing drinks at each other, chairs, fucking walking sticks, whatever they can get their hands or wings on. But eventually, Gobbledy gets the better of Gage because Nick Gage has just had a hugely intense match. And the show ends with Gobbledygooker standing over Nick Gage in the middle of a raging GCW crowd holding the GCW Heavyweight Championship above his head as the fans boo loudly. And I don't know if you know the GCW fans, Dylan, but they're kind of like a modern-day ECW crowd. Um, you know, very passionate about their favourite wrestlers. Um, you know, will happily hold the middle finger up to anyone they don't like kind of thing and, and shout in their face and stuff. So, um, you know, the crowd... Zach Ryder. Yeah. Oh, the big fans of Zack Ryder. Yeah, yeah. The, the huge fans of Zack Ryder, yeah. Who isn't? <laughs> That's a fucking great segment. I love that so much. That That is like my favourite wrestling moment of 2021 is, is Matt yeah. Cardona going to GCW because it's that so was... fucking perfect. We've probably talked about it before in the show, but it's so good. Yeah, I think so. Like, legit, it's one of the realest things in wrestling in 2021 because mm. nobody thinks it's going to be him. And then it's Zack Ryder and the, the heat that comes out of that crowd is legit. It's real. And, and he drinks it in. He milks it. He's so oh, good. He's so great. He's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's so great, man. Like, I, and that, like, I, I genuinely think that's one of the main things that put GCW on the map as well. Because yeah. I hadn't checked out much GCW before that. And then I saw that happen. I was like, fuck, I've got to watch this. You know, it looks, this looks awesome. I um, think so, so, too. I think yeah. it's it's all because it, he, he makes ratings, man. Yeah, that's it. Matt Cardona equals ratings, and yep. uh, you know, you see, see what you want about Matt Cardona, but he's uh, he's adaptable. I think yeah. that's the best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> he, equals, he equals ratings, but not in this case. In this case, say Gobbledygooker equals ratings. That's it, Gobbledygooker in this case. So forget Matt Cardona, um, and so of course um, later that night on the GCW Twitter page, we see the official announcement that at the next GCW event, it'll be Nick Gage defending his GCW championship against the Gobbledygooker. The Gobbledygooker responds to the tweet uh, by quoting it and saying that if he wins, he will rename the promotion GGW. Whether that stands for Gobbledygooker or Gobble Gobble, that actually isn't clear, but he does once again use the hashtag Gobble Gobble, so I guess we'll find out. But In preparation for the match, at Gobbledy2021 uploads another video, and this time... A very different promo. 
he's once again standing in a field. The setting is the same. He's still using sign language, so that's the same. But wait a fucking minute. The gobbledygooker is on fire. He signs Uh-oh. out a promo as the flames engulf his wings. Subtitles appear at the bottom of our screen. Look at me. Look at what is happening to me. I am on fire. For many humans, this is something that they cannot possibly comprehend happening to them at any point in their life. But for many turkeys, this is something that they cannot possibly avoid happening to them at some point in their life. Right before they're served on somebody's dinner plate for Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Nick Gage, you set people on fire. Do you think that scares me? Fire does not scare me, Nick. Just like humans do not scare me. This Saturday at GCW, you can set me on fire. You can try to slice my flesh like you do with every other filthy human who you want to wrestle. But in the end, it won't change the result. And that is gobbledygooker, GCW champion. Gobble, gobble. And the promo ends with gobbledygooker still on fire. And uh, the next GCW show rolls around and right in the main event, of the card is the big one. It's the most anticipated match in all of wrestling in 2021. It's Nick Gage versus the Gobbledygooker for the GCW Heavyweight Championship. And this is where the Gobbledygooker gets really fucking extreme. He's going to be throwing Nick Gage through panels of flexiglass. Nick Gage is going to be using the pizza cutter on Gooker, tearing through his flesh slash cotton, I guess. There'll be thumbtacks in the ring. There'll be lighter fluid readily available. It'll just be a big old deathmatch mess. And in the final spot of the match, Nick Gage looks like he has the turkey beat, but it's Nick Gage. He's not done yet. He starts shouting at Gobbledy, you think you're immune to fire, you piece of shit? Let's test that theory, motherfucker. And he grabs the lighter fluid and pours it all over Gobbledy Gooker's back. Then maybe 10, 20 seconds later, he strikes a match and sets the gobbledygooker ablaze. But as soon as Gooker catches fire, he jumps up to his feet and hugs Nick Gage, pulling him into a belly-to-belly suplex, landing right onto the thumbtacks. Still on fire, gobbledygooker covers Nick Gage, and three seconds later, we have a new GCW heavyweight champion. He's on fire. He's on fire, yeah, but he he won the title. And like, I mean, dude, I've not checked the record books, but I'm assuming this is the first Turkey to win a heavyweight championship in pro wrestling. It's quite a feat. And uh, of course, the fans boo. But I mean, I'd imagine they also can't help but respect the fact that the gobbledygooker won this match while on fire. And while the fans boo, officials rush out with fire extinguishers, saving the gooker from somebody putting him on a plate with some gravy, turnip and mashed potato. By the way, the, 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 the on-fire belly-to-belly suplex is called the cold turkey, um, because irony. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't think of where else to put that in, so I just added it at the end. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, p- pulling back the kayfabe sleeve again here, in real life, the dude under the gooker costume can use the costume to his advantage in this situation and, you know, have some like fire retardant clothing underneath the costume or something to stop the burning getting through to his skin for a few seconds. I don't know. This, this is a ridiculous fucking storyline. I get it. But I'm still trying to maintain some sort of realism here. So, um, but anyway, Gooker is the GCW heavyweight champion. And later that week on Twitter, we see a handheld video of Nick Gage in a burns unit checking himself out against the advice of doctors. And 
He's still wearing his hospital gown and we see some pretty dirty scarring around his body. You know, that that flaming belly-to-belly suplex. The cold turkey sure did a number on old Gagey. But as he checks himself out, he turns to the camera and says, you're one tough motherfucker, turkey, but I'm coming for you. And the video ends there. Nick Gage is down, but he ain't out. There's more to this here feud. And it's not long after this that we hear about the rematch being booked at the next show, which just happens to be titled GGW, Gobbledygooker Wrestling. Of course, it's Gobbledy Show now, and yeah, it's official, Gobbledy vs Gage 2, but now it's for Gobbledy's GCW Championship, and it's going to be a barbed wire rope match. And Gage just wants his title back, but he also wants to tear Gobbledy shred from shred, because fuck this turkey. And so it all goes down. It's Gobbledygooker making his first defence against the man he just won the title from, Nick Gage. And again, it's going to be a fucking filthy death match. Obviously, the barbed wire ropes come into play big time, but there's lots of weapons, lots of shit that probably shouldn't be on weapons, and generally the madness you expect from a Nick Gage death match. But at one point, Nick Gage is going to have the Gobbledygooker on the ropes, the barbed wire ropes, remember, and Gobbledygooker is going to try and tear himself away But holy shit, he successfully tears himself away, but the barbed wire keeps hold of his wing. His wing is literally being torn off by the barbed wire, which sends a gobbledygooker into a craze. He starts freaking out, trying to retrieve the wing from the barbed wire, which just allows Nick Gage to get on the attack. And Gage jumps on Gobbledy's back and starts using the pizza cutter to slice the turkey's forehead open. The commentary team shout, he's carving the turkey, he's carving the turkey, as the fans go wild. And eventually Nick Gage pulls a barbed wire board into the ring, he lifts Gooker up and pile drives him onto the barbed wire board. But he ain't done yet. Shit's gonna get so much worse for poor Gobbledy. Now that Gobbledy Gooker has been taken out by the pile driver, he's lifeless, so Gage can do whatever the hell he wants here. He grabs the turkey's left arm, and he starts slicing. He slices and slices until the arm literally comes off. Nick Gage has sliced the gobbledygooker's goddamn arm off. Kayfabe, obviously, at this point, the, the guy in the gooker costume can hide his arm inside the costume, um, away from the sleeve, um, obviously. But, yeah, Gage has sent the crowd crazy with what he's just done. He's, he throws the turkey arm into the crowd as gobbledy gets to his feet, but then falls flat on his face, not moving, not even twitching. Gage covers gobbledygooker. One, two, three, boom. Nick Gage has regained the GCW championship and all he had to do was tear a turkey's fucking arm off. Anyway, we're not quite done here. We're getting there, but there's one more twist we need to introduce before we end this story. One more um, Bryce-like twist, shall we say, and I think you're going to like this one, Dylan, but hey, let, let's see, let's see. So, for the next two months after this match, at Gobbledy 2021 goes dark. Once a page with daily tweets now has no updates whatsoever. The last tweet was sent before his match with Gage, where Gobbledy's saying how he's going to kill Nick Gage for the turkeys. But has Nick Gage killed the Gobbledy Gooker? I mean, there's nothing from the Twitter page. The Twitter page is dead. And he hasn't wrestled since, uh, you know, uh, losing his arm. And and normally losing your arm isn't the healthiest thing that can happen to someone. So maybe this is the end of the gobbledygooker. 
And over the next couple of months, gays defend the GCW title regularly, taking on all comers and basically just getting back into a normal way of life and, you know, powerbombing folk onto thumbtacks, body slamming them onto concrete and suplexing them through glass panels. But there's one night where the unexpected happens. And I mean the unexpected. Nick Gage is just finished successfully defending his title again. This time, let's say it's against our boy F.A. just to set the scene. But anyway, the referee counts the pinfall. Gage collapses to the mat after a hard-fought victory. And then, from under the ring, a fist punches through the canvas. The remarkably turkey-like hand extends through a hole in the canvas and wraps its claws around the neck of Nick Gage. Gage is shocked. He can't believe it. And soon enough, a shoulder reaches out for the canvas and then a head, a torso, two legs. It's the fucking gobbledygooker. And he's now a zombie. It's the zombie gobbledygooker. Holy fucking shit. He growls at Gage as he keeps him held by the throat. The keen-eyed viewer will notice that the arm which Nick Gage tore off has been reattached. Gooker has blood on his beak and he's about to get a lot more because with Gage basically defenceless, Gooker sends his mouth towards Gage's neck and takes a deep bite. The zombie gobbledygooker is biting Nick Gage and the crowd are in awe. The commentators are speechless. Once the turkey zombie has finished his meal, he stares down the GCW championship with his red eyes. He extends his left arm, now fully functional again, and uses it to lift the GCW heavyweight championship above his turkey head. Nick Gage thought he was done with the gobbledygooker, and well, he was, but... He did not see zombie gobbledygooker coming. Now he's got a whole lot of evil to deal with. And let's be honest, there ain't nothing scarier than a seven foot tall zombie turkey. And from here, you can obviously continue the feud and go for the rubber match. Gooker versus Gage free. But it also leaves a wee bit of a cliffhanger here too. I mean, this is going to be the question on every listener's lips right now. What happens to Nick Gage? I mean, he just got bitten by a zombie turkey. And you know what happens when you get bitten by a zombie. So the question I'll leave for you, Dylan, and all of our listeners too, is this. Does Nick Gage turn into a zombie? Or does Nick Gage turn into a turkey? And that's how you book the extreme gobbledygooker. (laughs) A lot going on with that one. There's a lot going on. He lost his arm. He's a zombie. Nick yep. Gage is a zombie turkey, maybe. <laughs> that, that's still to be decided. Yeah. Um. I, I know, feel like you're. I feel like you're reeling from this. <laughs> yeah, you probably saw this coming, given that yeah. you wrote uh, a rebooking about the extreme hardcore death match, Gobbledygooker. But I'm a little bit uh, lost for words there, Bryce. You know, there's a hmm. lot. Uh, hmm. Don't really know where to start with this one. I, I mean, want to unpack with the death cooker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what my feelings about zombies and wrestling. I've never heard your your feelings on zombie turkeys though. Very similar. <laughs> Very similar. Unreal. Exactly. Unreal is the word I would also use. <laughs> um. But yes, I like the idea of him being the first ever turkey heavyweight champion because we need more representation. 
We do. We do. In wrestling these days, more diversity, and it's about time a turkey won that championship. It's twenty twenty one, dude. Like, get yeah, it's, the fucking times. Like, it's you know? ridiculous that yeah. we still haven't had a, a turkey heavyweight champion. I know. You know. So I'm glad you stepped in and did something about that. Yeah. Someone had to. Exactly, and logically, it would be us because we're the only ones who ever do anything good in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Only us fucking book shit correctly, mm. and you know, people were before this show. People are going to be out there going, you can't book the gobbledygooker as a hardcore deathmatch wrestler. That'd be ridiculous. And yet, lo and behold, here we are. We've done it. At the end of a deathgooker booking, yeah. Exactly. You know, the cold turkey I did like, I thought that was a good name. <laughs> I wanted to include that somewhere, but I didn't know where to put it. Because yeah. it's not going to be his actual finishing move because he's fucking on fire. Like, that's not going to happen often, but I had to put it somewhere. So Couldn't he have yeah. done like, um, like the chicken wing submission and just called it the turkey wing? I could have actually could have. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Oh god damn it. Because it was a bit where um you had Nick Gage and this is this was my mistake, of course, because you're more familiar with Nick Gage than I am. So there was a bit where you're like, Nick Gage has got the turkey right where he wants him and I'm like, I he gets his arm and I'm like, Okay, Nick Gage is gonna put the chicken wing on the turkey <laughs> to add insult to injury, right? That's what yeah. good for rest yeah. of no, he cuts him up with a pizza slicer. I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's, that's, that's Nick Gage for you, <laughs> that man. Is, that is, that's uh, Nick Gage. Exactly, exactly. I think I portrayed him perfectly there. You did. That's a, <laughs> I gotta say, right? As a as a Nick Gage rebooking, pretty pretty accurate, right? Yeah. From what I've seen of the guy, you seem to have nailed his character. He would be he would be pretty angry at the turkey for taking his belt, you know. And yeah. he's an angry man. Angry enough to rip his left arm off. Exactly. Hmm. You know. So, yeah. Uh, but again, whenever the gobbledy... I was going to call him the gobbledy phenom. When, <laughs> when the gobbledygooker comes back and, uh, you know, returns to the pro wrestling, he could use the, the turkey wing as his submission finish. He could, yeah. That would make a lot of sense, yeah. So that's something in the future he could think about. That, yeah. that's, that's part two, yeah. That's yes, part two was around. Zombie, zombie turkey part two, yeah. Well, it's, it's a zombie in it, so you know you're going to have to do that again. That's it, yeah. But, you know, I, I've just set my hat trick for zombies. It's not going to stop you. No, that's uh, there's got to be more, yeah. God, yeah, you're going to put zombies in everything. Yeah. I like how you said, yeah, as if, like, duh. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> who are you speaking to here, the dude? What's wrong with you? Obviously, I'm going to put zombies <laughs> in everything. That's what pro wrestling is about. Pro wrestling exactly. is about zombies. You know exactly. It's uh, there needs to be more zombies, more zombie and turkey representation in, in wrestling. But I mean, hey, I had a lot of fun uh, booking that. It was very much a, um, you know, it was very much a last minute booking after we'd done some research on our uh, intended booking. Um, you know, so our intended bu- booking was a, apparently a very bad man. Very in, bad man in, in, yeah. in his past before he was signed. So we yeah. thought. We're not even going to... Obviously, we're not going to fucking even mention the guy's name. No, fuck him. Um, yeah. But he's not worth rebooking. No, not personally. at all. Not, not so, worth any spotlight whatsoever. Fuck no, that guy. So. so we thought instead we'll just book a zombie turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Which is better, to be fair. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, I had, a, I had a blast writing that. And, um, you know, had, had a bit of fun with it. Um, you know, I think we're allowed that kind of once or twice per season where we just kind of uh, go a bit crazy. But yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a fun thing to write, um, you know, last night. So, but yeah, you, you know what else is fun, Dylan? Scrabble. Scrabble's fun. Um, and, you know, we've got Christmas coming up. So um, let's play a game of 
Oh, wait, not playing. Not playing Scrabble. Hold on. And let's play a game of Kayfabe Tombola. It's a shame because I bet Gallagher would be a high score at Scrabble. Oh, dude, that that's a board filler, surely. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. But I mean, think not. of how many like G's are in there and B's. That's not like common scoring letters, right? And there's a Y in it as well. Yeah, there's two O's. Yeah. Yeah. How how many how many points do you reckon you get for gobbledygooker and Scrabble? Thirty-two. Twenty-eight. Oh, hey, I was pretty close. Yeah, it's not bad. Like four off. Yeah. So not bad. Go. So yeah, I've... now that that's done, let's play Kefir Zambola. Hooray! You know, Kfabers, when making Kfab Season 5 ends in a few episodes or so, and we go on a break, you don't have to go cold turkey on the show. And that's because we have the Making Kfab Patreon page live and ready to rock, with hours and hours of content, of fantasy bookings that you haven't heard. This month, we just uploaded a fantasy booking on Dustin Rhodes' retirement run in AEW, which has got some pretty fine reviews so far, but we also have rebookings on... Samoa Joe and and um, business Billy Kay and also Akira Tozawa as well as Vince McMahon and don't forget um (laughs) (laughs) oh Lady Vader Luna Vachon and and one of Dylan's personal favourites (laughs) the Goblin Phenom again (laughs) (laughs) it was really good Good job, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I challenge you there. Um, if you go to the Making Kayfabe Patreon page, folks, which you can find at patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe, you can get all of our content there for just £5 or $7. US Sign up for one month, binge it all if you want. Even just a one-month sign-up there helps us massively with keeping the Making Kayfabe lights on. And hey, that's it. That's the pitch. Patreon.com forward slash Making Kayfabe. I'll give that to you again, patreon.com forward slash making cafe for all the exclusive content your heart can take. Anyway, it's time for Cafe Tombola. It's the game where our listeners send us in four random wrestlers, numbered one to four, four random scenarios lettered A to D, and then one of the making cafe co-hosts picks a number letter combination and has 60 seconds to improvise a storyline based on what he has selected. Last week, um, Technically, a few days ago, Dylan improvised a story about Omos being a giant gingerbread-eating elf on a sitcom. So, if you want more fun stories like that, stay tuned. This week's Tombola has been submitted by Jacob Williams, who goes by the name Your Big Jake on Instagram. Thanks for submitting the, the, the Tombola this week, Jacob. You're a bloody legend, and we really appreciate you checking out the show. Let's see what you've got in store for old Dylan today. So... Dylan, can you give me your finest letter-number combination for Jacobs Williams selections today, please? Yes, I would like 2A, please. 2A. Oh, yes. Nice. Okay. Um, that's a good one. Well, I, I, I like him. Um, so, one of the wrestlers you've, you've happened to pick is one of my favourite wrestlers. So, um, you know, it's... Uh, Stevie Richards? I'm, I'm happy about that. Not Stevie Richards, but you'll see. Um, do you want to know who you could have had? Stevie Richards? Not Stevie Richards. You could have had Kenny Omega. Okay. You didn't get Kenny Omega. You could have had Luchasaurus. Okay. Didn't get Luchasaurus. Okay. You could have had friend of the show, Danhausen. Oh, come on. I keep avoiding Danhausen. Yeah, you you often miss Danhausen, yeah. I do miss him. But do you want to know who he did get? Danhausen again. Danhausen again, yeah. No, you got... 
Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. Yeah. Fucking one of my favorites of all time, dude. Um, yes. You saw that match at Moxley, right? Yes, that's on that? our Patreon page, patreon.com. Hey, watch alongs where you watch <laughs> classic wrestling matches. Plug, 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 plug. Um, you chose a two way, right? Yes. Okay, so you didn't get. You could have had, but you didn't get. You could have got Tomohiro Ishii is addicted to giving cheer shots. Hmm? Didn't get that. You could have got Tomohiro Ishii. Refuses to use any move besides an arm drag. Okay. Which would be hilarious in like a submission match or something. Um, but that, unfortunately you didn't get that. You could have got Tomohiro Ishii tries to start a tag team with a wild animal. I wonder which animal I would have picked given today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like his nickname is the Stone Pitbull so he could have been a Pitbull but um, anyway. You also, oh, you, sorry, you did get, sorry. What you got this week, Dylan, to book for Kefir Tambola is Tomohiro Ishii has secretly been another wrestler all along. <laughs> Which, I'm not sure if you want to tie into today's episode, but I mean, it's um, the options there, I guess. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it, but then I'm like, but that'd be too obvious. Maybe it would be, yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man, it's just your Tambola. You've got 60 seconds to book the shit. When did he start? When did he debut? Oh god, um, a good 20 years ago at least, yeah. Late 90s, probably. Late 90s. Hmm. Okay. You good? Yep. You've got something, alright. So, Dylan, you have 60 seconds, my friend, or more, because who, who, who fucking keeps track of the timer these days? But, I mean, you've got 60 seconds or more to tell me all about how Tomohiro Ishii has secretly been another wrestler all along. Free. Two, one, book that Ishii. So Tomohiro Ishii, at some point in his life, he decides to retire and he's sitting in a bar drinking by himself and he's telling his life story to one of the younger wrestlers who wants to, to hang out with him and learn all about his life. And he's sitting there drinking and he's like, did I ever tell you a story about how I used to wrestle in the United States? And the guy, the kid's like, no, uh, I've heard some of the stories, but you taking time over, you know, taking a couple of trips over. And then Ishii's like, no, no, no. I used to wrestle full time in the United States, and nobody knew it was me because I wore a mask. And then they're like, "Oh, who, who could you possibly have been?" And he he takes another shot of his whiskey. He's like, "I was one of the greatest wrestlers that anybody, one of the most memorable wrestlers anybody's ever seen. Everybody remembers me, and they have no idea it was me because I wore a mask." And the guy's like, "Yes, I I know you said that bit already." <laughs> like, and he takes another shot of his whiskey. He's like, "Buy me another whiskey," and the kid's like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> And then he drinks that whiskey. Stra- stra- strap in, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he drinks the whiskey. And he tells the kid, he's like, listen, you you probably have heard of me. I mean, obviously you've heard of me. You're talking to me. But I mean, my alter ego in the United States, you will, you will, it'll amaze you to hear that I was the greatest cruiserweight of all time, Rey Mysterio. And he's like, <laughs> wait a minute, you're not Rey Mysterio. And Ishii's like, oh, have you ever seen Rey Mysterio and me in the same room together? And the guy's like, no, but I've never left Japan so I've never really seen Rey Mysterio in a room so I couldn't possibly comment on that and he's just like ah I told you you see I'm clearly Rey Mysterio for example Rey Mysterio does a moonsault I can also do a moonsault and then the kid's like I haven't can you do a moonsault he's like don't badmouth me kid don't buy me another whiskey <laughs> I fought Eddie Guerrero goddammit it was amazing and uh, all the other stuff I did what else did he do Rey Mysterio he, he did all sorts of stuff 
And uh, so the kid's like, I don't believe you. And I think you've had a little bit too much to drink, mister. But she's like, you see what happens when I try to teach people the secrets of professional wrestling? Nobody listens to me. Then he drinks another whiskey. And uh, it's a minute. <laughs> That's just definitely a minute. That's maybe two minutes. I mean, like, yeah, they're similar kind of... Um... Similar kind of height, I think. Um, yeah. Almost. I mean, she's maybe a few inches on a Rey Mysterio, but I mean, they wear a mask, so you never know. It could have been, exactly. it could have been Tomohiro Ishii. And I mean, imagine these days where you could be seeing um, Tomohiro Ishii and his son, Dominic Ishii. Yes. Because of the Dominic match as well. But I mean, yes. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. like, whenever you see Rey Mysterio on, on SmackDown, is Ishii wrestling a match that day? No. Oh, well, there you go. He's not because, yeah, because he is technically because it's the same guys under a mask. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. See, it all adds yeah. up, man. It all adds all up. All adds up. Yeah, I, I, I dig that. I think um, Tom, Tomohiro Ishii as a Rey Mysterio will go down the history books. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, Rey Mysterio certainly will. People like <laughs> see, that guy. See when you say like, "All right, bye, man." Never shot a whiskey. I was like, "Oh my god, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> the twenty-minute tombola. <laughs> well, I fun story. Rey Mysterio wasn't the guy I was going to go with. And then I thought, yeah. I think Rey Mysterio sounds better. The gym prof that the way through or something. Yeah, I was going to be <laughs> Hurricane Helms. And then I thought, <laughs> I think Rey Mysterio is better. Well, because Hurricane has like a half mask. And that's like yeah. so blatantly not Ishii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought Rey Mysterio would be more interesting. Yeah. So I kind of went with that you, one. He chose correct. I was expecting to do somebody with like a full body suit. Like maybe like Ishii was one of the consequidors or like he was maybe. I don't know, psychosis or something, you know. Um, but, it was very mysterious. It was exactly. You can only you can only tell the truth here. It was very mysterious. So, yes. um, but yeah, thanks again to Jacob Williams for submitting that. That was a that was good fun. Um, cheers, dude. And if you want to submit your timbolas, folks, it's at making kayfabe on Twitter. It's at making kayfabe on Instagram, and it's making kayfabe at gmail.com. Send your picks through. Uh, and yeah, let, let's wrap him. Um, let's wrap this gobbledy little show up. Well, Kay Fabers, that's episode 10 of season 5 done and dusted. We've got three more coming and then season 5 is over. But let me tell you, they're going to be absolute top quality. I can't wait for you to hear them. And also, I've got a very special message here for all you folks listening to the show on Spotify. That's right, you there, listening to the show on Spotify. In a very new development, Spotify now does podcast ratings. So... If you want to help the show right now, you can literally just go to our page on the app that you're literally listening to this on right now and drop us a wee five-star rating. You don't even need to leave a review. All I ask for is a five-star review. So it would take five seconds of your time. So please do it in Spotify, folks. It generally makes a huge difference for us. And um, anyway, we're on YouTube. So just search Making Kayfabe. We're on Twitter and Instagram, both at Making Kayfabe. Patreon at patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe and um, that, that's it I guess uh, Dylan is back with a new rebooking next week and um, <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear how he's going to tease this one because I know what it is but I've no idea how he's going to tease it so Dylan do you know do you have any clues about next week's rebooking were you about to say do you know who you're rebooking next week in the world that I know who you're rebooking and you don't. You know, yeah. yeah, you know who it is. You have to tell me, like, next Tuesday. <laughs> it's a zombie. And like, oh, God, again. Ah, oh, nice. I'll be yeah. for that. What a surprise. Yeah. Bryce voted yeah. for zombie. Yeah. Uh, yes, let me see. Do I have any teases for you? Well, here's a guy. He was. I think he was a big name. Hmm. In the 90s. Okay. The Attitude Era. Hmm. You know, and... 
that's everybody's favorite period of wrestling. So, pretty big guy in the 90s. I think that's fair to say. Who uh, hmm. could have went further and he didn't. And obviously on this show, that's what we do. We make him go further. Hmm. So, hmm. look forward to that one. All right, that's interesting. We're going to the Attitude Era. Yeah, we've spent um, quite a lot of time this season in 2021, so it's uh, it's good to go back into the, the glory days, you know, the old, the old Attitude Era. So looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, that's the gobbledygooker in the bag, folks. New Year's coming up, so we hope you all have a fantastic 2022. And we'll see you next week, or next year technically. Well, hey, goodbye. Goodbye.